0: Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 668. Uh, This is the podcast to do with music technology, music production, uh, live... Uh, broadcast, I suppose, to degree, or streaming, uh, performance, software, recording. I think I've said some of those already, but you get the gist. That's the idea. It's a show that lasts about an hour. Uh, you can find us all on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iTunes. Uh, we're also on Alexa. You can ask your Alexa to play the Sonic Talk podcast. I wonder if that's triggered anybody. Maybe you are. I don't think it works live. You have to listen to it after the fact. Uh, so there you go. Um, but yes, I want to say thank you very much to all our friends who are over. We've got people in the YouTube because we stream to YouTube live. We've got people in the IRC, which is our little uh, little tiny IRC. We've got people on the Discord. Not Discord. This is the, uh, yeah, Discord. We've got a chat room on, on our Discord server, uh, which you can join, which is running for this show. And also, we're streaming on Twitch. Uh, also, if you feel like you want to support us, we've got a Patreon. I haven't updated this, actually, because I just posted a piece on the... Uh, Uno Synth Pro, which I've got in at the moment, and also um, there was an accompanying video for Ed's 42HP processing video, which both went up this week. In fact, speaking of content, we also had... Um, oh, yeah, sorry, I should plug that, shouldn't I? Patreon, yes, there we go. It's Patreon patreon.com. Please do join us. It's very much appreciated. In fact, we're contemplating from you know, a certain point onward, putting all of our content up through Patreon so you can watch it ad-free rather than on YouTube where you do get ads if you're not already subscribed to YouTube Red. I don't know if anybody feels that that's a, a good idea. Um, let us know in the comments or just give us some feedback. Um, and that would be across all tiers. It wouldn't be a uh, just the expensive one, but I just thought oh, the more expensive one. Neither of them are expensive. Just thought I'd canvas that. I'll, I'll, I'll check and uh, see if I can put, watch the chat going by. Um. Uh, But yes, we got Rachel K. Collier uh, interview that went up uh, on... I think that was yesterday. Was it yesterday? I can't remember. Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. Uh, Great to be able to get to talk to her. Lots of you saying we should get her as a guest on this show, and I would love to, but she's a very busy girl, so it's not always possible. Uh, And indeed, all our guests are very busy. We're very fortunate to have, for instance, Mr. Rich Hilton, who's there in Connecticut, uh, who is a producer, engineer, live performer, probably coming up soon. So you haven't been... uh, I know she don't often rehearse and I'm not saying that in a derivative way I'm just saying because you're also professional that you know you kind of know what you're doing and you maybe rehearse for really big shows or really big where there's different content will you, will you have a period of rehearsal before you start doing shows again or are you just going to turn up and pick up where you left off
1: ah no you're muted take a drink take a drink. take a drink <laughs> I believe we're going to be rehearsing uh, right, sometime this summer um, prior to our arrival in the UK.
0: Yeah, looking forward to that. I'm hoping I can make it to one of those shows. Uh, speaking of which, I actually, I met to, I went to see Charles. Charles Chickie Reeves was in, uh, in Real World. He's there for the week uh, setting up for Howard Jones tech rehearsals. And I had a little look around there. So it was just me and him actually. So there was, it was all COVID safe and whatnot. Love, uh, and we realized I'd only actually met him in person twice. And that was the second time. Amazing, isn't wow. it? Wow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. Real surprise. We had a lovely, a lovely time and uh, a little bite to eat. It was all marvellous. Uh, well, lovely Very to have nice. you, Rich. Um, I'm glad. Uh, I'm guessing you're enjoying the spr- the sprung of spring where you are. I'm uh, hoping it's it's a lot warmer than it is here. It's bloody freezing in the UK still. Rubbish. Ah, it is rubbish. Hope it warms up for you later for those festivals, or you'll otherwise you'll be wrapped up in some kind of faux fur disco coat. No problem. Which would, I'd I'd pay to see that. Actually, I would like to see that. But I think it would look. I we played in a
1: blizzard bl- once.
0: Yeah! Wow!
1: Like that where was- I was being snowed on throughout the show. Blizzard. <laughs> Not everybody <laughs> was, was, but I happened to be on the side of the stage that was taking the hit. And uh, yeah, in the in a public square in Zagreb, Croatia, in two thousand six, in January, we played to a gigantic number of people in a blizzard.
0: How does that, I mean, because for all, you know, you may love the band, but you'd be so tempted to throw snowballs. I mean, I just don't know how you'd resist the temptation. <laughs> well, anyone. nobody did. Did I? Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. Obviously, uh, people are a lot less, uh, a lot more mature than I am in your audience. So, uh, yeah, good, okay. Uh, uh, well, uh, and we've also got Mr. Gaz Williams, who's uh, dazzling in his uh, lemon yellow T-shirt. Uh, and I was saying, before, uh, lemon? just as we, well, is it lemon? What well, no, custard? Shall we say custard? Is that? Is that <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cu- yeah. I do beg your pardon. It's better than yeah, custard is preferable. How are you, Gaz? Yeah. You, you look. I, I said last week there's something's changed. I don't know where you have fiddled with your color balance or something, but it looks really it pops and we're using the same camera and i don't look anything like as good as you do and i'm just trying to figure out why that is
2: um i don't know maybe lighting perhaps i've got a couple of lights on me maybe that's what it is just sort of um but yes uh but thank you um this uh t-shirt Doused in custard that was dripped out of a dead dog's eye, thoroughly enough. So,
0: what um, what the heck? What's the reference to that? That's I'm 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 struggling to. uh, Really? Is that a lyric? Yeah. Oh, what from? I am the walrus. Oh, okay. Tuned by a little combo called the Beatles. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank goodness for that. I was I well, oh, that's a bit inappropriate, but um, if it's the Beatles, then it's fine, obviously. Absolutely fine. Um, uh, lovely to have you. I will say, though, you... you are you are slightly on the wonk. Um, I noticed it's... I'm on the yeah. wonk. Yeah. You're it's uh, it's uh, like yeah. me because I've actually living on got a, ship. a back problem, so I'm always on the wonk anyway, but I'm trying to get oh, that well, fixed. Maybe I'm I'll bit,
2: slip I'll... and give it a little adjustment, shall I? Um...
0: Well, when, yeah, maybe you, we could have like a while we could give. I, I don't know, maybe what I could do is figure out, I'll play a video and I'll play it for long enough for you to get out and then we'll cut back and it'll be a, like a close up of the, uh, uh, of your belly button or something as you... Oh, no. You, uh, oh, you know, no, right.
2: no. We definitely don't want to see that. Uh,
0: no, I'm sure we don't. <laughs> anyway, thank you, everybody. Uh, we should probably crack on and get on with some topics. Uh, the first one, uh, what was the first one? Let's have a look. I can't remember. Ah, yes. This, this should get us going. NPC 1 Retro, which is. It's the NPC 1 basically, but with the kind of classic NPC rec, uh, livery and. Uh, cosmetic look. And I do say it does look quite nice, actually. The MPC1, I'm not sure. I'd have to ask. But, yeah, it's just out. Uh, I think if I got some tight... Yeah, I've got a bit of web business here. So, MPC1 Retro. Limited edition. Special retro limited edition. Does look nice. When they say limited edition, they don't say how limited. It might be limited to you know, a million units or 200. I mean, you have no idea. There's no clear. But it's uh, about 640 bucks, something like that. So, I think it's gonna be interesting. But this this struck me I um well, first of all, Gaz. Did you I can't remember. You did the MP, uh, the, the MP Clive the Second. Did you do the one as <laughs> yeah. well? I can't remember that. No,
2: no. No, no, no. Um but yeah, I mean this is this looks nice in that it's evocative of that particular era of MPCs, which um I think it actually looks nicer than the black. I think the looks a little bit more appealing. So Oops. um I wonder if if yeah. a limited edition will remain uh, unlimited <laughs> unlimited <laughs> maybe they should just yeah so
0: actually it's an unlimited edition yeah so
2: <laughs> special
0: unlimited edition whereas the other ones on yeah. this will never run out yeah maybe that's
2: the... um one. but the one does represent good value for money I think is a you know it's a very capable machine um so it's I know it's been out for a few years but it certainly isn't um isn't kind of uh out of date in terms of its uh its power it's definitely yeah Well, it com- it, it packs
0: it combines didn't it i just yeah it's got the because mm. it's got the cv gate outputs as well yeah. as the other stuff but it doesn't have the battery so there's a few sort of retro mm. differences all the speakers all <laughs> the
2: speakers yeah. yeah i don't know i can't remember cuz i've
0: never played with them i, I can't remember how you mm. got on with the workflow was it there cuz it's always I'm not a you, massive
2: I'm not a massive fan of the workflow personally. I think it's okay. I felt that uh, you know, I, th- I I think machine from native instruments just just kind of sort of edges it out in the in the workflow. But I mean it's 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 fine. Well, it's fine. the and machine's not
0: obviously. standalone though, is it? So I suppose that's Yes it is. The machine oh, it is plus... now. Oh.
2: God, I'm yes. so behind yeah. these things yeah. really, should, really should do <laughs> um, some more research. But that's that's more to do with me being very familiar with the machine workflow, as of you know, so with the MPC, uh, not particularly uh, comfortable with. But when I see friends who are, you know, then you know it's a it's a it's a it's a great thing. You know, it's I guess it's just one of these things of what you get used to. But. Um, What's the price of this? I mean, it's the special uh, edition. It's,
0: uh, I don't know if it's any more specifically. It's uh, I've mm. got it here. Uh, oh, uh, 639 Six three nine it says, which yeah, I think so is, is, is hmm. probably simply, you know, I think that's, from what I remember, that's roughly what it cost in the first place, I think.
2: Yes. So, I mean, you know, I, I think it's pretty much out there in terms of best of value for money in terms of bang for buck, I think, you know. Mm. Um did they get and, streaming
0: from disc together on the, the on the os oh because that would be the, that would be the big one wouldn't it because all of these things
2: yeah are to be um angry. but i mean it has come on in leaps and bounds so leaps and bounds and is and has so many quality features of built into it now so i think if you have been on the on the fence a little bit with it uh i think it, you know i i mean you've got an awful lot of stuff in there if you fancy a work a standalone workflow. Um this definitely uh qualifies in my book as an infinity box. That's a concept yeah. I'm pushing rather than groove boxes. Um being that it's very capable to make complete tracks standalone, which I think is always hugely appealing. Um
0: Oh look, I yeah. managed to get that centered in the split screen. Now that is pretty impressive. <laughs> that was a complete that was like a 50/50 chance when I pressed the button it could have looked any way whatsoever, but it actually seemed to line up. Though, so, yeah, I I don't know Rich, are yep. you um NPCs they've they've got there's a lot of legacy to these and a lot of a lot of R&B, a lot of hip hop, you know, coming out of the states, I guess, and perhaps more so. Do, do you have a fondness for this look? I mean, is it something that you, because this was another part of the question I was thinking about really, which was uh, the the notion of, the, this notion of cosmetics. How important is that when it actually comes to something you're playing with uh, in terms of an instrument?
1: Well, some companies depend on it, like Nord, for example, on the red colouring. Yeah. Um, but it can be important or some people just make everything in black. Um, <laughs> I, so you become. I mean, some aspect of the way your design flow works does eventually become either important or not important, and that's what would contribute to its longevity. In this case, these things have deep, deep devotion that goes back decades and uh, to when they were this color and had Roger Lynn's signature on them. And uh, I think it's a beautiful product. I'd, I've never. I'm not particularly an MPC guy, but I know people who are and swear by them and. Uh, will accept no substitute and love that fact that Gaz pointed out that they're standalone production units that can be very useful all by themselves. Um, mm. I know there are others that do that now, but when it came out, it was pretty unique in that regard and people loved the feel of the pads. Um, now I know there's different people who have been making Akai, somebody else, I don't know who owns Akai's music distribution at this point, but I would assume that people still love the pads. I can't say I've played one.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, I, and I think it's one of those things. There are so many variants of the NPC thing because when, uh, mm. when the brand first went to. Uh, um, uh, in, in, music. in music in music there was a lot of ex- not exploitation but they were just sort of trying to kind of keep the, the whole thing going and i don't know that all of it they got absolutely right so there are lots of different variants on that so you know it's kind of like oh mm. yeah the the one over the xl or whatever it may be they're a sort of classic and i i don't profess to know which of those are so there are lots of different yeah. sorts um it's so
2: yeah it is it's worth pointing out as well though that it, Although it will work standalone, it also operates, as does Machina as well, you know, as a um, combined yeah. Yeah. DAW, you know, it will be like a controller for your DAW, so you can port, you can just pass your projects across and carry on working with the extra power of the computer, which I think that kind of stuff is, uh, is almost, you know, I mean, fabulous things, you kind of expect that sort of thing now, I guess loads extra work for them, but
0: yeah. Yeah, uh, um, uh, Red walks in the chat room says uh, for NPC stories we need. Uh, I think we can still see it. We need uh, non Eric. He's, he's a NPC head from back in the day. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, think it's, I wonder it's, if one Corey of, would
1: have a thing. Too.
0: Yeah, it's it's a sort of evan- it's it's a very evangelical kind of device, I think. But this hmm. this brought on another question, which was kind of a side question, which was, you know, what's your What's what's your favourite looking instrument at the moment? Is there something that you kind of go, oh, that just it it makes you sort of either desire it or want to use it more? Is there a thing cosmetically that really? I mean, I'll, I'll I'll get the ball rolling because um, and I noticed this was. Uh, uh, when I was reviewing the Modal uh, Cobalt Eight, which incidentally um, they are um, have a sponsor slot in this show, but it wasn't that. It was just there's some, it's such a beautiful colour and the curves on it and the way that it 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 photographed, it just looked fantastic. And it was it almost made you forgive certain like quirks and po- uh, uh, um, uh, quirks about it because it was so pretty. You know, in the same way that we can forgive uh, attractive human beings for being. Certain ways, there are that the way something looks so well, <laughs> it, it has an effect. And that for me, so it's the model electronics Cobalt Eight for me is probably the most attractive current model. Um, I don't know if anybody else has got anything they want to jump in with, um, Gaz. Mm. What what is oh, it that cu- currently either you are hankering after because it's so beautiful, <laughs> or you or you can't yeah. keep your hands off because it's so beautiful?
2: Well, I mean, this thing, the Waldorf KB thirty seven, I always think is a really really attractive looking thing uh definitely gives you know that uh what else i'm just thinking about things i've got here the uh that thing the tracker from Polyend as well is another great one that is a beautiful and that's now available in all those artist colors as well isn't it In all sorts of interesting approaches but also i mean i know i'm saying it again but the old uh isla 2400 is just a it's just such an inspiring fantastic uh solid big monster of a of a, of a piece of equipment there that that always uh I always think that the aesthetic of that is really good as well uh, not particularly pretty though um but uh more kind of yeah, no interest.
0: Butch. <laughs> uh, Rich, oh, how about you? I remember back in the day that that remember the the Focus right red uh stuff which was just yeah. massively CNC machined out of huge chunks of aluminium. That yes. almost that that really kind of brought cosmetic stuff really much more into the street because it, it was such a bold look and also very very heavy in terms of design. It was it was a new thing. I don't know. But uh, that's just an aside. How about for you? What is it at the moment
1: that you're thinking you're so beautiful? Mm. Well, it's not driven by visuals Uh, Ah. and there's nothing wrong with it. And I, I care, I bring no judgment in this statement, but as it applies to my love of things, it's not generally driven visually. Um, In fact, I'll put up with, you know, (laughs) I'll put up with it not being that interesting visually if I like what it does enough. Um, And the things that I do tend to assign that kind of, uh, uh, affection to are, um, mostly made of wood, like, you know, violins, guitars, um, beautiful, Ah, you know, wood construction instruments, uh, that even, uh, even woodwind instruments and things, you know, flutes, things that are made out of something natural, uh, kind of interest me now. Maybe that's just another...
0: That's, that's interesting. It's a very, yeah, it's a very kind of Yamaha <laughs> way of looking at things because I remember when we mm-hmm. went to Yamaha, they the, their legacy. You know, they have lots and lots of craftsmen, people who are like you know luthiers and pianoers, whatever they're called, and people who make <laughs> uh, brass stuff and can beat metal into kind of. And they they really value that as a sort of as a thing. Uh, it's kind of interesting because um, it's it's not something that we generally see so much in in the Mm. low end of the things that we make because uh, the things that we buy because there isn't the budget for that level of craftsmanship quite often um, and you've got to kind of imply it perhaps i don't know
1: also the materials don't have anything to do with the way it sounds yeah i mean they do at some level i mean i I don't mean to make it sound like that but the cosmetics the parts that are functional to the cosmetics um don't generally because the thing isn't vibrating so yeah. whereas in a, you know, violin or a guitar or a you know, trumpet or whatever, you're, you know, a bassoon, there's something in there. There's something vibrating, being vibrated and uh, resonated through that particular substance. Whereas as it relates to these things, it, it, none of that applies. So then it becomes purely visual and I sort of don't care. <laughs> yeah uh, well, I, I mean i'm
0: oh, sorry I, I, I was just gonna say tanith in the chat room says uh the uh the barp 2600 which has got all the kind of christmas tree leds uh means you don't need a christmas tree at, uh, at christmas because it, it it looks like it's covered in fairy lights there's a there's one
1: for you well i remember the when the voyager the moog voyager that glowed blue came out and i remember turning up the blue glow and hearing a hum in the audio output and i was like okay i don't need this <laughs>
0: Oh, sorry! I just got my shoelace caught in the uh, rolling wheel of my chair. That's a, that's a, not something that happens every day. Oh, while I'm at it, uh, I do because I do have the Unosynth Pro here, which some may say cosmetically is challenged. Some may not, but it's it's got some. Uh, I wanted to uh, point that out because I have to say I think this thing sounds. Uh, this is a uh, paraphonic mode, and it it is really nice. got it doing those uh each oscillator is a, a nice. different uh is a, a different octave so it's you know random chord yeah. inversions that
2: oh, sounds lovely
0: yeah i i, I was I, I was kind of bit blown away about it actually I've, I've i've been ranting about not ranting but um waxing about it but yes i'm looking forward to getting to that.
2: the micro freak is a funny one though isn't it in terms of you know it's in Terms of its aesthetics, you know, yeah, it's kind of it pointy, pretty, isn't it? <laughs> You've got p- all these love, all these graphics along the front here, which uh, is quite unusual to see something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is with the optional mic that's uh, that I've just got for it, yeah, because um,
0: it's got the vocoder in it as well, yeah,
2: yeah. But I mean, you know, but like, I uh, Those little graphics on there, all these, you know, like the kind of birds and flowers and stuff, just kind of... uh, I like that. I don't know if some people would really not like that. So, you know, I guess it's one of those things, isn't it? Making the aesthetic decisions are going to appeal to some people and absolutely... 10 other people. Well, some of the chat from...
0: room people are, are saying the uh, microfigure is pretty. So there are, you know, and I yeah. think some people would find maybe the uh, polybrute pretty or impressive, yeah. perhaps. Uh, I don't know. Uh, pro- yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Rich is, are you, cause I remember when we spoke about this, you were actually quite, uh, well, you quite interested. I think I would say, have you, have you had a chance to I smitten? I think I want to okay. use smitten. <laughs> have you, act- have yeah. you acted upon your instincts?
1: No. Ah. <laughs> this would not be a good that would this would not necessarily be a good time for that but uh oh boy am I in, in love with that thing and uh, yeah it looks great to me but it looks great to me because it sounds great I mean it looks great too but I wouldn't care if it didn't sound great and it, it seems to um, and it does like really cool things and um, uh, yeah I want one yeah okay. most well, most smitten I've been since memory moog that's good Ooh. that's a that's a
0: that's a that's a bold statement and i would tend to agree with you it's interesting cause some people because some people are saying it's sort of a bit like uh nineteen seventies caravan chic in terms of look you know because of the, the almost there's almost a form. it's like the little four mica cup holder which is actually not the four mic it's the uh, whatever <laughs> they call it the, the the modulation pad isn't it
2: like the touche thing. oh yeah there's yeah that thing
1: and then there's the button matrix that they've really yeah. expanded the use of into i mean it goes, goes way beyond a vcs3 if you know what i mean in terms of yeah. that sort of thing and oh, uh yeah that i think is it's an amazing amazing design
0: actually i did i was on a podcast which was uh things uh, it was like dream studio i might have mention this before i think it's published maybe this month i'm not sure and uh i had one instrument and i chose the polybrute um, because sonically it was very interesting but also because it had a large keyboard and all the knobs transmit midi cc because rather than it being a dream studio I figured if I've only got a certain number of things everything had to have more than one purpose and be useful uh, so, so that was my yeah, angle, okay. angle on it okay um, let's just have a little word from our friends over at
3: uh, Isotope Producers Club is a one-of-a-kind membership for producers ready to take their tracks to the next level once you join, you'll gain access to Powerhouse Izotope plugins and a curated selection of tools from our partners such as Melodyne from Celemony. Plus, as long as you remember, you'll get every future update to the Izotope plugins in your membership for no extra cost. We'll also regularly serve you new curated content like exclusive inspiration sparking sample packs and preset packs and industry-leading training ranging from our own tutorials to vocal production lessons from the world renowned Berkeley Online, taught by Grammy winning producer and engineer Prince Charles Alexander. With new content being added every month, full of valuable production techniques, tips and tricks, and solutions to common production problems, becoming a member is an investment in your career that grows as you and your career do. For more information on Isotope Producers Club, head to isotope.com.
0: And, of course they do a couple of subscriptions we've got uh, music production Suite pro uh, which is more sort of geared to music production and then producers club which has the more uh, RX pro stuff which is a, a little more uh, has a little more star, uh, a little more going on um, and I'd just like to point out isotope is a proud sponsor they tell us of the Sonic talk podcast and uh, you can in fact save 10 percent on stuff if you go to uh, isotope.com forward slash sonic talk. Uh, and uh, use the code Sonic10 at checkout for any of their software products, not for subscriptions or hardware, though. But uh, thank you very much for their support. Um, yeah, lots of stuff coming in from the chat room of uh, synths that people like. Uh, so, yeah, there's all sorts of. Emu Planet modules seem to be coming in, I think, because they did loads of. And Carnival, didn't they have loads of. Uh, kind of art on the front panel they were they they were sort of yeah i seem to remember i don't, i never really got into emu stuff though i know a lot of people did um there was a whole range wasn't there of because uh, uh, they did a load of gray boxes for a while and then they started to put pictures on the front
1: of whatnot we, we had a bunch of them yeah planet fat was one of them um it oh, was boy. i think purple <laughs> you know, they, they had a purple one they had a gold one it really lit up your rack
0: I'll bet, I'll bet uh, I'm just <laughs> trying, to, I'm trying to look now what we could go to next because uh, Did anyone mm. um, enjoy the Lego thing? Should we go there? Is that something that's of interest Or is it a little bit too flippant?
2: Everyone wanted Lego the other week, didn't they? Yeah,
0: okay, we're going to Lego <laughs> Stand by, we're going to Lego <laughs> This is a, a bizarre project uh, The Lego White Noise Album Which seems to be a it's thing It's a
1: sound that's recognised by generations all over the world
0: I see this.
2: The sound Lego bricks make is also incredibly soothing. Given the year we've all had, soothing is something we need now more than ever. So, using only the sounds of Lego bricks and pieces, we created a playlist of soundscapes to promote mindfulness. This is Lego
0: White Noise. Okay, um, that's the sort of summary. So it's just a bit, I mean, yeah, it's a marketing exercise, you know, but to be fair, I don't know how much marketing Lego really needs. I mean, they've got something, they reckon there are something like 600 billion Lego pieces in the world, uh, which is obviously great for those who like to fiddle with things, but not so great if you step on them or find them in landfill or any of that stuff, but so the idea of this album is like 17 tracks I think uh, each 30, sorry seven 30 minute tracks of people doing stuff with it's like ASMR slash white noise kind of ambient soothing things and I suppose I don't know I don't know whether um, I was a big Lego fan as a kid so you know that th- this does resonate with me but I mean I just thought it was kind of a funny a funny topic rich did you, was Lego your thing or was uh, was there a different sort of construction project
1: uh... there was no Lego um <laughs> at the time <laughs> I, didn't to, I didn't
0: want to suggest that there was uh, no that there was invented. no Lego we
1: were we were still scrawling on cave wall <laughs> um, <laughs> but I did call my wife in who's somewhat younger than I and uh and it res- it had some uh Shall we say resonance for one of a better word <laughs> for her? Um, not so much as an acoustical event, but that, oh, that's cool. That's neat that it did that. Look at that. It sounds like a bunch of Legos being poured. Um, I, yeah. in, I found this interesting and I think it's cool that they did it. And I see that it's the Lego company who is the motivating, yeah, absolutely. people behind be it. And, uh, um, I bet you Diego Stocko could do something cool with him. I'm sure he could do something
0: better than what I heard, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. It wouldn't be hard. There you go. I wouldn't be hard, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say it, Rich, if you're not going to. I, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> I, 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 as a kid, I used to make all sorts of things. I remember making Lego crossbows out of um, uh, the Lego train tracks because you could run train tracks along up and then build it with the the other parts and a big elastic band. And they were they would go through several layers of box cardboard. They were really, really <laughs> powerful. And uh, yeah, we, we got into a bit of trouble with those. Gaz, is this, well, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a great pro Sorry, Rich, I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: I was just going to say, there are some giant Lego constructions. My kids were really into it, and we got them some pretty large and elaborate things, and they all still exist in a sort of a protected space behind a bookcase on this in this room.
0: Wow. <laughs> back My, there at the museum. Mine all, um, mine, mine all end, just ended up in a massive drawer. You know, there was like a huge box. There was no... I don't think I ever got anything. It was I'd buy boxes of it from jumble sales, you know, so i just have more and more and more of it. I don't think I ever got any kits. But uh, hey. They're very, very expensive. I don't know. Um, Gaz, Lego part of your youth does this to do, oh, yeah. chime with you?
2: Oh, hundred percent. I mean I probably am the the original Lego generation. Um yeah, because I grew up near Wrexham in North Wales there was a Lego I think that's where the, H, the UK HQ was so I you know when I was young growing up I thought Lego came from Wrexham which I was bitterly disappointed when I learned oh. it was Danish <laughs> um, but uh, what can I say about this it's a bit of a weird one isn't it in terms of um, it's trying a bit hard know.
0: to be a thing that isn't really a thing I think but
2: Well, I mean the first thing it brought to mind was uh, Lou Reed's metal machine music as an album that he released in the mid 70s of just uh guitar feedback and it was like a kind of controversial album of its time because it was seen to have no musical value whatsoever it was literally just kind of like white noise caused you know from a load of yeah guitar feedback sort of sounds um he was very ahead of his time it seems yeah I've said, well, it seems so i guess um but but uh But I don't know. I mean, it's not an awful lot I can say about this, really. I I mean, I I, I tried listening to some of it and um, it did make me a bit nostalgic for making Lego. So I guess in that way it works. But uh, as a kind of ASMR sort of oral sumptuous experience, it didn't do an awful lot for me <laughs> i'm afraid
0: i think that's totally fine and I, I i put this in there just because it was uh it just popped up and i thought it was kind of interesting there is there are some great stories about lego and this is a bit of an aside i remember listening to it was on the radio it was something like one of the bbc world service things and basically there was a a a, a container uh, ship that sank somewhere uh, off in european waters and it had a load of um Uh, very specific Lego kits in it that were only limited editions. You know, like the MPC1, I guess. Retro. And and so, but what happens is there are certain beaches in Europe where these... The parts of these Lego kits will wash up, and they show up, and they're really highly prized because they're the only place that you oh. can find them. So people, are, people sort of collect. If you collect, if you're a Lego collector and you've got some of these, these are kind of they have real provenance because they've come out of the sea, which is obviously a bad thing, uh, and they've been they've because they last for ages. I mean, uh, but it's just yeah, and, uh, they're Lego are in, yeah, le, you know? Lego <laughs> are in fact. To be fair, they're trying to look for yeah. alternative uh, uh, materials
1: well doesn't it seem to be easy to i'm sorry guys doesn't it seem on, that I've it would got... be easy to to print them uh what 3d print mm.
0: yeah well yeah i guess but i think the it's now kind of what but i they would have to be molded because printing would take ages oh yeah okay yeah i think
2: <laughs> do you remember that story did we cover it a few years back that this story about when you said about shipwreck and uh, or things getting lost at sea there was that um, island, wasn't there, in uh, just off I- uh, off Africa, where this uh, shipwreck had gone down, and um, loads of um, like synthesizers <laughs> got washed up on this beach. What was the story? It was oh, Cape Verde, God. I think it was, wasn't it? Really? So, so yeah. So cosmic disco. Uh, you know, they these musicians found all of this these African musicians, and I think they had like mini mogs and. ARPS and various other bits of things were in this shipment that kind of in this shipwreck. Oh, I'm just kind that of got is awesome. Washed up. <laughs> yeah, they got washed up in this little African country. And then the musicians then didn't that, you know, just figured out how to use it. Oh, and there then go.
0: In it, a calm morning 1968, a shipment carrying the latest Korgs, Hammonds, Moogs and Hammonds set off from Baltimore Harbour. A few months ago, it finally reappeared. Ah yeah. marooned. Oh yeah, that's it. I I'll post that link in the in the chat <laughs> show. That what
2: a great story. Wow yeah but' that's then, another I guardian so, went. yeah there's uh, but there's this sort of music then that was influenced by these I- instruments arriving sort of Afro uh, electro yeah oh, amazing <laughs> yeah. oh, story think. isn't it
0: hmm. yeah, that's excellent um okay well uh, we 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 whipped through that one I think that's fair enough uh so uh, let me see some of the legos we've got the site yeah we've done that one I'm just trying to find my uh my Uh, let's why don't we do actually let's do this one because I think this is uh, is that right just a brief bit about this there are two filters I beg your pardon that was a just a brief bit about. that's wrong as well (laughs) that's wrong too is this one right there we go that's the one I was looking for Cubasis 3.3, which is mobile mm. recreation. This, video, this is Dom Calus. What's
3: new in Cubasis 3.3? This new update brings a lot of professional and user-requested features to Cubasis like MIDI Learn, MCU and QE support, sidechain support, audio unit instrument multi-out support, extended MIDI routing, and a lot of other improvements. And all of this while keeping simplicity and ease of use in mind.
0: Okay, that's all you get because it's a twenty-minute video. <laughs> uh, but um, Cubase is—I mean, this is designed for mobile. It actually works on Android and iOS stuff. And now, obviously, with the later iOS and the M1 chips and the kind of bigger capabilities, it feels like it's the one of the few pro apps that actually does exist for this new yeah. platform. And I know, Gaz, because you use it in in in, you know, in anger, as it were, or you know, you've used it <laughs> for recording and uh, whatnot. Loads, yes. uh, have you checked yeah. the three point three out yet?
2: Uh yeah, there's I mean there's a bunch of biggies, obviously obviously things like sidechain support. Um oh gosh, what else have we I'll, I'll probably just need to have a little reminder. Uh a load of cool things. Um let me see just so, yeah, MIDI learn. Um oh yeah, supports Macy uh. Yeah, MCU. Yeah, M- MCU yeah. yeah. Uh which obviously it you know, that brings a bunch of interesting things in. Uh what else? What else? MIDI routing um yeah, it's a lot of cool things There still is a massive deal breaker though and it just does my head in I, I in fact it makes me want to fling the ipad across the room when i it's so good apart from one thing if you Headphone, set up right, a loop, yeah. loop brace right okay <laughs> no um set up a loop and yeah. then you record into that loop in every pass it'll generate a new kind of take hey that's great but each of those takes You can't drag the beginning back into the previous take. It's it's kind of it's its its own file. So it's so annoying. You want just that little or something of the vocal. If you get (laughs) it, you have to. Trim it, move it, stick it on, and it's annoying. It's so annoying, and they is keep. That just, and is, they that that just is that just Q basis? Yeah, is that just Q basis? Yeah, Q basis. is fine, you know. But it's a. I think what it, it must be something to do with it when every time it generates a file, it you know on a loop, it's actually generating a new file rather than Love some sort of continuous market. single file, oh, that and it's special. just a massive deal breaker. Uh, it's been over the years, I've been a big Cubasis user and, you know, kind of supporter of it um, and a bunch of things have improved, uh, like the zooming was always really wrong, but the zooming is all good now and uh, this, there's such a lot of good things to be said for it. Um, when Cubasis 3 came out, because uh, it was on Cubasis 2 at the time, Cubasis 3 wasn't a free upgrade like you'd have kind of expected, like from Cubasis 1 to Cubasis 2. Cubasis 3 was a complete standalone purchase again. Uh, And uh, the reason for that was it was a complete, from the ground up, rewrite of the software. Um, It looks virtually the same. And the feature set, especially at launch, was almost the same. but anyway, I was really quite excited about it because I thought, "Oh, finally! I bet they've fixed that." No, they haven't. <laughs> oh, that is that, that's uh, how disappointing. Yeah, nothing worse yeah.
0: than a DAW upgrade, Rich. Is there that doesn't fix the thing that you really want fixing? That's for sure. But uh, this is this. I mean, it's like you know, it's thirty-five. It's, it's under forty bucks or under forty quid. It's thirty-five quid, thirty-seven euros, uh, whatever. I mean, it's yeah. you know, that's so affordable. I know. You know, we've spoken about I working on mobile for DAW work. It's just not. quite It's never. The language hasn't quite been written yet to make it f- flexible or, or professional. I don't know. Well, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm putting words in your mouth.
1: No, I think it's a perfectly useful idea. And in the same spirit that we enjoyed the MPC earlier, because it's completely standalone and you can do a fairly complete production on it just by itself, theoretically. So can you on your iPad now, and uh, if you have the proper uh, interfacing and such, um, to be able to get things in and out that you want to get in, because uh, that seems to be the most complicated part, and there are people who have addressed it, but uh, I haven't used the new uh m1r iPads, so i don't know how the architecture it should support it just fine and yeah based on what gaz just said about the loop record editing limitations that would drive me nuts too and i understand why if you were to take that that take and drag it to an independent audio track and then pull it would it work or is it just in place that it doesn't work i'm just
2: i'm just testing it now (laughs) i was just just to save just to save face um I've just tested it now. No, drag it onto. Like I'm just dragging it onto a new track, and it's and it's it still just, won't. It adjust from the weird.
1: boundaries. Ugh.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's a deal breaker.
2: Uh, oh, basically, maddening. it's a deal breaker if you try and record. use cue basis for uh, yes. But also, if you use like you know, if you set the punch points in and drop in, and then you go, oh yeah, I just want to pull that front back a little bit, and it's not there. Um, oh, yeah. And fiddling no.
0: around with transits and tiny little bits on a touchscreen is just not, uh, not it's, quite there.
2: It, it's unbelievably frustrating. What I would say, though, in its defence, though, um, that it, it's so useful when you use it. Uh, like, the way I was using it, I, I know I've mentioned this a number of years ago, but um, I would use it with uh, a Midas MR18, uh, which is like a using that as an audio yeah. interface um and set it all up uh, just I'd, I'd cycle to this rehearsal room in in my little sa- in my little saddlebag, whatever it's called, got the little um pannier or whatever i'd have the mr30 uh, the mr18 and i'd have my ipad i'd arrive at a rehearsal plonk that on the floor connect it up to the ipad and it would remember all of the all of the all of the um the routings so then um, I, I wouldn't necessarily have us. I'd use this for sort of recording the band. Set up lots of channels to record. Yeah. Gosh, you know, sort of up to sixteen channels in real time recording, absolutely fine, no dropouts. And um, and, and then if you want to have like as long as you didn't loop, As uh, long as you didn't loop, because then you see what I do with that. Then is I would just bring it back and transfer. That's that's the cool thing. I can just open a Cubasis project up in into the. Into Cubase, you know, uh, which is great. But um, what was kind of always kind of cool though is I've got the audio interface plugged in for multi tracking, and then we want to have a little playback, and I haven't got any speakers plugged in. So I'd just pull out the uh, clagnet, <laughs> uh and then it instantly switches to the internal sound card and plays it out of the speakers, which is great. All uh, right, yeah, yeah. Without any complaints, plug it back in, and everything is back. As it was oh, right. and you kind of go that's the sort of stuff that, you want hot swap that's the sort of stuff you want hot swapping without the kind of you know error messages and all sorts of things that you typically get when yeah, you yeah, would yeah, attempt yeah. the same thing on a computer i expect,
0: I expect they've broken that in os uh,
2: 13.5 <laughs> <laughs> god they might have i mean we're, we're gonna see so there is i mean there is something isn't there i think class compliancy now this may or may not come to pass but i think class compliancy may be leaving ios oh great <laughs> not Ugh. no Ugh. so yes i don't so i, I, well, I that, can't confirm yeah. that
0: so you know yeah we don't no, to i
2: can't have to confirm research. it but I've, I've read rumors that that might oh, be happening wow. yes yeah, so. another
0: boo mm. right well while we all digest <laughs> that i'm going to just uh um, have a mention from our friends over at modal electronics the uh Which, as we know, is uh, 8-voice extended virtual analog synth, innovative oscillator with uh, 34 algorithms, look lovely, beautiful color and shape, uh, morphable 4-pole ladder filter, 29 endless encoders for real-time control, internal sequencer and arpeggiator, MPE support for expression, which works really nicely actually, uh, modal app for Mac, Windows, iOS, Android, and also VST3 and AU. If you want to find out more about that, uh, use the bit.ly uh, URL, bit.ly slash get underscore modal. And we thank them for their support. Uh, always welcome. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of, we're thinking about getting uh, maybe an M1 Mac here because, you know, we, we can mm. test plugins and whatnot. But I, I, I have no desire for any more mobile devices at the moment. It's just not something that I'm kind of feeling. I mean, my phone's fine for everything, but apart from audio, but I'd be interested to see what it's like on Android. Although I'm not sure what, mm. I mean, are they making, I'm trying to think, are they making any kind of larger format Android tablets? I mean, there's lots of phones, but I don't know whether there's actually anything, like there was a whole tranche, wasn't there? They kind of, or they, did they sort of admit defeat to the uh, the iOS thing? I mean, because Samsung used to make them and, and whatnot. I don't know if anybody's using any Android tablets. Maybe the chat room will, uh, will know about mm. it, but uh, be interested to know, but you could get I'm just keeping an eye. I can't see it there. No. Any any takers? No, perhaps not?
2: I don't know. Um, Just a quick note, though. Cubasis does run surprisingly well on the iPhone uh, as well as the iPad. And... um, the, the power on those Cubasis. things is
0: enormous now, isn't it? That's the thing. You know.
2: Yeah, and, and that would have to be Cubasis 3. So the original Cubasis mm. was just an iPad only. Um, so when it went to Cubasis 3, that also brought sort of universal support, you know, for iPhone as well. well. How is it now, for
0: sticking the uh, transient from the loop that you missed uh, <laughs> uh, on the front of... Uh...
2: <laughs> yeah, worse. Yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah. But,
0: I mean, but for, for, for um, hosting, um, mm. you know, like yeah. virtual instruments or routing yep all that kind of stuff is all there yeah right?
2: i mean yeah well i was using it with pure piano which we talked about a few weeks ago yeah. um and recording in you know using it as a way of recording that and uh you know it, it, that stuff is super impressive and you know in a way cubase is running on the iphone is a, is the more impressive sort of feat in a way um uh, in part because it's actually with that one caveat which i've mentioned other than that it actually is very very nice and responsive to use Uh, so please Steinberg please fix that thing because Yeah. yeah It is the, the deal-breaker. Okay. I would do Lots of so nodding. much more work.
0: Lots of nodding yeah. going on here. OK, well, we can yeah. concur with that. <laughs> uh, we've got... A t- I think we've got... A n- gosh, we're actually... We're, we're almost out of topics. So I can't believe it. Um, but uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, OK, here we go. This is the Sine Vibes through zero flanger, which I actually had quite mm. a nice... Uh, oh, no, it's not. Nice. That's not it. That's not it at all. There it is. Yeah, that's the video I Wrong one. Dipole through zero flanger... Um, some of this this added. this is uh i think this is a, not a, a digitone isn't it electrical digitone analog four. Oh, is it analog four but well, there we go wrong on every count <laughs> Ooh, 29 bucks not at all uh unreasonable uh yeah just a simple mm. d- it's like a three zero flanger which has that sort of sound and it's funny i mean Back in the day, the flanger was—it was, was flange on everything, wasn't it? I mean, it's kind of one of those effects that kind of will come in and out of uh, of a fashion, um, I suppose. I don't know—is it, it? It's been a while. Maybe, maybe we uh, we're all dying for those uh, Wheels of Fire middle eights um, uh, to come back. I don't know, I'm trying to. No, that's not it. I'm just going to post this in the in the chat room. Uh, flangers useful. I I like the the sort of mm. static flanger, the one that's kind of. Where it almost feels like it doesn't move and you just end up with that kind of... It's like the Daft Punk yeah. sound where you use it on certain mm. synths and it gives it that kind of almost vowel-y kind of thing. Mm. Tape flanging, though, that's got a Yeah, that, I mean, if you're mm. really going for it. But do you flange as much? It's not something that seems to be that in fashion these days.
1: I use them a lot, but oh. I don't use them obviously a lot. So I use them in the way kind of that you just described, where things are moving very, very slowly quite often and and not uh, in other words i'm not trying to make a deal of it i'm just trying to provide subtle um tonal variation across the length of something that would otherwise be pretty static so i do like to use it in fact i used one yesterday um and i and choruses as well but in the same way not so much to sound like andy Summers playing a guitar chord but um but to give subtle motion to something you you shouldn't even i mean most of the times i'm using it you shouldn't notice it's there until i've taken it away
0: ah so what sort of stuff would you put it on then i mean what's kind of you, uh,
1: almost anything keyboards quite often keyboards um right. also if you want to spread something out it's a nice quite often nice way to spread it out without it being some sort of fixed delay kind of event or well, otherwise i use sound toys uh whatever that thing is called it spreads it out the old harmonizer trick um, oh yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah.
1: They, uh, they've got a great little Alterboy, uh, is that the old yeah uh yeah altar boy yeah yeah, yeah.
0: all right
1: no it's not that's not the one I'm, well anyway <laughs> uh i do use them but i don't use them obviously quite very often occasionally sometimes you want to fender Rhodes to sound like it's going through richard t's uh bi-phase <laughs> you know and saying so, you so you do that um but other times it's in it's almost imperceptible.
0: That's interesting. I'm not, what I used to do, I remember I used to do this with mono sources and I, to to kind of give my mixes more width. I, I used to use the sample delay, so I just basically delay once. I'd stick it across a mono channel and then have one side <laughs> be like one, one 16 sample. I know it's probably very naughty, but uh, it seemed to work <laughs> right. Gas Flangers? Yes. I was no.
2: flanging earlier today. I was flanging. <laughs> I'm using one now. <laughs> Soaking in it. <laughs> um, so I'm setting up my new pedal board because I have got gigs, which I'm really excited about, uh, coming up and uh, in August. Uh, so uh, that could be an excuse to get to dust down the pedal board, which hasn't obviously been used for a while. So, um, And I'm actually trying to come up with... Uh, a new arrangement, and I was playing around with flangers. Going, how much do I actually use a flanger? <laughs> ah, okay. Um, so, but, yes, uh, that, that that space. Yes. Well, I, I mean, they can be like just so cool, applied at the right time. I remember when Ableton first came out, and. uh gosh years ago but i remember just playing around with the flanger and applying um lots of automations to it uh and it it just blew my mind what you you know what was capable because um prior to that flangers had typically been set it on the pedal and then you've got that big whooshy movement um and it can be quite overbearing and I don't know, sometimes make me feel a bit sicky feeling sometimes, <laughs> a flanger sound. Um, but when you start automating it and start changing it, wow, my goodness, there's a universe of sounds within it. Interesting little fact. Where did the term come from? Where did the name flanger come from? Do you know uh,
0: it's a, the flange of the tape rails, isn't it? Because it used to... Not t- they used quite. To... No? Okay. Well,
2: it was uh, George Martin was trying to... like. Um, So they were using the flanger effect uh, and John Lennon wanted to know what was going on, but like um, George Martin sort of just explained it in a load of, oh, you take the fluffle whistle and feed it through a flange. You know, he just just talked a load of um, gobbledygook uh, and John... Lennon remembered the flange mention. You know, he's going, "Oh, just chuck some flanger on that one, you laugh. You know, after that's a terrible John Lennon impression. Um, but uh, yes, apparently John Lennon has, uh, Quite a, has John
0: Lennon invented. Right? There's a, there's a, there's another yeah. possible. So it's currently <laughs> we've got. Uh, I'm using one now, and uh, um, John Lennon invented the flanger.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the term. But I mean, the thing is, when. Like I was mentioning, when you automate them and then you start to use them in that kind of creative way, then I think it just does become just the most amazing versatile effect. So I think, I mean, Sign Vibes—they all of their stuff is fantastic, isn't it? It really responds well yeah, to yeah, uh, well, they automation. do. They do all so, that
0: corg stuff as well, don't they? I mean, they really
2: yeah. So I mean obviously with a with a through zero flanger, i mean sometimes through zero flanger is really annoying, isn't it because it's you, you kind of get that little hole there, but if you can Get the rhythmical aspect of it right, and get it's like it back onto the grid. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, I wonder what that. would
0: happen if if I PWM some through zero flanging. My God, oh, it, it oh, could there open go. It like some kind of wormhole in the uh, in the universe, <laughs> the time space continuum. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, your don't do it. Then, don't out. do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I better not. I better not. It's like that. Remember the rumor that when when the when they were starting to uh, do nuclear experiments and starting sort of these test, chain reaction tests, that it would actually start. And they would never stop and the whole world would just sort of di- disintegrate in a puff of smoke because it couldn't stop ever. Uh, Maybe that something like that might happen. I, I hope not.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, it really might. <laughs>
0: well, I, I doubt it. Uh, mm. Yeah, Sign Vibes, it's uh, available for mm. uh, most of, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to see. Where was it? I had it here somewhere. I'm just trying to see. It's available. Uh, Mac uh, v 2 I'm just trying to... I'm Gosh, I thought I had that written down somewhere, but again, um, AU VST three plugin, uh, uh, ten point nine plus, buy it now for twenty nine bucks. I mean, that's pretty mm. hard. and uh, they've even got a demo version, which is kind of you know, it's hard to hard to argue with. <laughs> Yeah. Anybody found anything really exciting they've been using recently? I've just uh, we've got a few minutes to fill. I know this is completely unscripted, yeah. and I haven't actually asked <laughs> whether anybody does, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm 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 going. I have. I'm going with the uh, with this because this is just really yeah, float, floating nice. my boat at the moment. But uh,
2: yeah. Gaz, okay, um, over to you. My last cu- my last couple of uh, record adventures have been looking at the uh, civilization from Yuhi, uh, which is. Yuhi's first hardware product. Um, yes, and the, I remember the, when
0: the much famed slow, slow to release finally got there. The civil, c- civilization.
2: Civilization. Yeah. Now that thing, because when that was announced, you know, I wasn't remotely interested in EuroRack, <laughs> but I was interested in that because I thought, well, what are they? You know, what have they? You know, what are they going to bring to that world? And I was kind of it. It made me kind of envious about Eurorack getting all these really interesting innovations and using the civilization now and i've you know i've I've used it on say on my past two monday sort of like adventures and it, it just is amazing musical device uh what makes it kind of interesting is um you can use it as like a kind of four in, four out matrix mixer, uh, which I did on my first week. And then last Monday I was doing, um, using the sequential switches. So you've got like eight little pots on there and then, and then it'll run a little sequence and and it'll, and you can decide which output of the four outputs, uh, which are the, sorry, you've got four sequences running out your four outputs and you can decide which input is going to appear at every step right um, okay. which becomes like really interesting if you feed it a bunch of sounds like an interesting... absolute
0: nightmare to manage but i mean <laughs> no well
2: i mean they use like a color a color yeah. scheme i mean i go into this in some depth on my well some depth in my kind of sense but um i i think why i'm mentioning it is is because every time i've been using it i've been making music something and good happens. Right. well i've been making music it sounds like music and like when i play around with modular that's not always the case i'm looking to find the music and i you know it's sort of uh but with that it just feels so well set up for making you know for making really pleasing musical uh things what i haven't done on my show yet and i must do at some point though is uh vault maps which you can apply to the pitch quantizers which in a nutshell it's like you can put in these little sequences um and then you can have once a sequence completes it'll move up to a designated musical interval so the phrase will kind of keep moving um, oh, okay interesting and then locked into particular scales God, that's a that's uh, a
0: lot of stuff it seems to be, be able to do yes uh, yeah, mean, yeah but, really yeah full but it's a, am-
2: it's it's the musical side of it is what makes it such a wonderful thing it's just because you feel like you are in semi-control more or less in control (laughs) but just but but not but and I love that that's what I'm always looking for where I feel I've set it up I'm sort of in control but then it starts doing things that just blows me away and it's like ah and it makes me feel like I'm really good you know ah
0: well uh, thank you for that rich how about you is there anything you've uh, recently discovered that you kind of uh, float in your boat
1: um playing with new software all the time in the uh, mostly in the mixing or finalizing the later stage process of project development so i'm mostly doing uh, i mean uh, as far as actual product i got the uh, nephonium uh software Seeing as how I'll probably never get the hardware, and uh, it seems to be pretty cool. I'm having a good time playing with it. There are things I still need to learn about it, but I'm enjoying it. Is
0: that this? I'm good working. Grief. That's that's dense. Is it a tube-driven? emulation? Yeah. Synth. Oh right. Okay. Gotcha. Nice. Oh, it's my dream yeah. synth.
1: Yeah. Well, that. it's they've put it on sale now and then, and uh, oh. I managed to grab one when it was on sale, and it was. Uh, I'm quite happy playing around with it right now. I haven't found a specific spot for it in what I'm working on because what I'm working on now is mostly mixing and finishing a project by a guitarist friend of mine, and it needs to mostly focus on his guitars. But um, in that sense, a lot of exploration within uh, Softtube's console one, uh, working with the different console models, learning them and learning their differences and where they're most uh, effectively applied within the productions. Um, and integrating also the UAD stuff into that because you can put UAD stuff into your yeah. channel strips. And um, working on ambiences, new kinds of ambiences. I mean, you know, the typical Echo Boy and a couple of good reverbs is always going to be there for me. But I'm, I'm now working a little bit with Valhalla's Supermassive and with Eventide's Black Hole and things that kind of create a little more of a. Of a total ambience to things. Um, uh, I'm losing, I'm at a loss for a word right now. But uh, Mm. some, oh, and also been learning adaptive verb and trying to integrate that into certain aspects of the production. I'm using a lot more reverbs than I used to, Um, different reverbs for different purposes rather than dumping everything into two or something, two yeah. usually, like well, I used the
0: old, the old school, it's almost, mm-hmm. you know, that's the old console way of working because you only had a certain number of auxiliary sends or groups or whatever. So that would be the way the studio was set up generally, isn't it? It's hardware limitations mm-hmm. previously, I suppose. Yes,
1: yeah, so and now we have this embarrassment of riches of these tremendous ambience tools that are available to us across all kinds of vendors. Yeah. And um, I'm finding ways to use them cooperatively so that each does something that it does well, like uh, particularly adaptive verb has to be uh, sort of managed in that way. I have to be careful what I want to put it on, but it works great on certain things. And uh, so I've been, I just constantly trying to change up the way I work. I've been doing this my whole career is not falling into too deeply into ruts in terms of my procedural thing and trying to remain flexible and creative within the audio thinking process so that's where i'm
0: excellent well that's and that sounds like a you know a very worthwhile um placing (laughs) of energy i mean i got there in the end i i was wasn't confident going into that (laughs) sentence and i completely i completely fell over myself Oh well, great. Well, mm, thank you it? for being on the spot there. I think that might I, I might mm. have just invented a new thing that might happen on the show regularly because it's uh, assuming we ever have time for it. But it's, it's unusual that we 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 finish the topics. But uh, <laughs> I think that brings us to the to the end of uh, business for the day. Um thank you very mm. much, everybody. Thank you uh, for all of you folks in the chat room, uh, in the YouTube and uh, Twitch and in the IRC and all of that. It's always a pleasure to have you aboard. And thank you, and thank you to our guest, Rich. Thank you oops no that's not you that's you thank you so much rich for joining us i hope you've got a productive day planned ahead of you or maybe not maybe you're chilling like a resident i don't know
1: uh today i will learn how to replace a battery in an old macbook air uh, oh wow needs to happen have you got the right uh, tools uh yeah apparently i do and it's coming with another set of tools that's supposed to be all i need but we'll uh we'll be we'll get her done
0: there's always chisels and hammers if not you know no, 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 no. <laughs>
1: we'll be good we'll be good
0: okay i'm glad i'm glad a lot a lot of uh hammer comments in the uh, chat room there actually i wasn't just me but lovely to have you rich <laughs> nice to see you and uh, also mr gas williams oh nice to see you uh very yellow are you um are you doing the show tonight what's happening
2: Yes, on my show tonight, I've got Charlie Francis joining me. He's a music producer of some note, worked with R.E.M. And uh, one of my favourites from the 90s, the High Llamas and the Noisettes and a whole bunch of other people, he's uh, a good friend of mine. I work with him quite a lot of, and have worked with him quite a lot over the years, um, working on a project with him at the moment. So uh decided it'd be great for, to get him, him on the show. Incidentally, he was Toya's bass player back in 1980. Wow, sort of, uh, OK. So he's, a, he's had awesome a very it. interesting interesting career so he'll be my guest on the show tonight 8 p.m uh Gaz williams show um on youtube yes so exactly
0: oh. just just search yeah. for the Gaz williams show or
2: subscribe because <laughs> you should be already exactly uh, if you're not please do yeah thank you thanks <laughs> well
0: that's it for this week I want to say thank you very much everybody thank you to our friends over at modal don't forget check out the cobalt 8 and also uh check out what isotope have on offer use the code sonic 10 uh, to get yourself some discount anyway we'll see you next time That was Sonic Talk episode uh, 668 of all things. 668? 668. See you next time. Take care. Bye-bye now.